to Beyond Dragondom from wherever you are listening to today. The weekly episode channel for fantasy adventure stories. My name is Leslie. I am the author, the creator, and the narrator of Tales from Dragondom and Beyond and Aisha's Adventures Through Quantum Time and Space. Aisha, Portal to Dragondom, is the first in the series. I hope you enjoy the episodes as much as I enjoy writing them. If you are listening to me on my YouTube or podcast platforms and would like to leave a like or would like to know automatically when the next weekly episode is live, I understand you can do this by pressing the follow. Shall we join Aisha now and her friends in her adventures in Dragondom and beyond? Episode 8 Meeting Miss Daly Both Milana and I stood, one on either side of the old wizard. He had instructed me to keep a hold of his arm, something Milana did automatically. He tapped his staff three times on the floor in front of him, and within seconds everything felt as if it was spinning out of control. Caught somewhat off guard, my head span, and everything around me turned into a swirling vortex. Everything seemed to lose form. Then, suddenly as it started, I landed and fell on my knees. Oh, dear, the old wizard said as he bent to help me up. Deary me, I forgot to warn you, didn't I? Well, not bad for your first vortex translocation. Not bad at all. He nodded curtly. Then he was striding off towards a very large tree. One might say I was a little shaken, but not stirred. My mind still felt as if it was going around and round, like a leaf flowing down a water drain. My knees were still a little weak. I took a deep breath and followed them both, trying to walk in a straight line as well as I could. It wasn't the sudden translocation, it was the massive power that I'd felt from the old wizard as we entered the vortex. Now, young lady, what would you wish to see? The past? The future? Or somewhere in the now, but in a different dimension? All are possible here, for this beautiful old friend can allow you to see anything when you set it in your mind, and either sit below it, or put your hands upon it. The branches above our head shook slightly, as if caught in a gentle breeze. Then I felt, no, I was sure that I heard the tree speak. Now, come, old friend, just because you bring someone new, you didn't need to call me an it. Please, use my name, for well you know it after all these years. I looked around me and noticed both my companions smiling. I presumed, therefore, that I had indeed just heard the tree speak. I was then introduced to the elderly oak, whose name was Miss Delly. I was informed that he was not old, just 
that he looked it. He was only a few hundred years. He had seen so many things that, he said, he had grown wise before his time, and thus was classed as the wise old Mistali, with whose help one could see anything one wished, only it had to be done with the consent of the High Wizard of all of Arianel, and no one was allowed just to drop in. I was asked to sit with my back against the tree, Mestali, as I was still a little unsteady. I was thinking of home on earth at the time, and this is what came into my mind's eye. I saw myself as if I was there, as if I had never come into this other dimension, sat at my keyboard, writing. Then it must have been one of the others, for they had tapped in at the same time as spectators, asked to see what Earth looked like at this moment. First, our beautiful planet came into sight, seen from afar out in space. She was in full sunlight and her blue oceans looked pristine and breathtaking. As we came in closer, the land masses, some between clouds, some under sunny skies, also looked as if they were all in harmony. I heard myself say, show what mankind is doing to that beauty. And instantly it was like entering a bad dream, flashing pictures of cities full of smog, congested roads and screaming traffic, skyscrapers blocking the light of day, and plants dying on the park sidewalks, having to wear masks to walk in the streets, belching factory chimneys, toxic ponds and broken pipes spilling their contents into the bare earth, and raw sewerage belching onto beaches and into the sea, not far out from broken concrete tubes, while families played close by. Next we saw the oil well heads, thousands of them, all moving up and down, like nodding dogs in the back of cars, each drawing oil from deep inside the planet. The refineries, with large burn-off flames, as burnt-off gas was released during the cat-cracking process, which changed the raw materials into usable gasoline, diesel and aircraft fuels. Ancient trees being felled by the thousands. Forested hills burnt from end to end in almost never-ending walls of flora. Flames licking skyward and animals running for their lives. New man-made dams flooding valleys and old towns now abandoned for better boxes to live in. Deforested hills, devoid of all life, and the remains of villages sticking above mudslides as red rivers of rushing water were keeping rescue workers from helping another. Vast zones of cracked, dry earth, where once lakes had been, or where, before, 
herds had grazed free in their thousands. Now broken carcasses lay amidst the swirls of dry, dead dirt as it was blown away. Beaches and the surfaces of the oceans coated in plastic and pollutant canisters. Oil slicks and dead fish surrounded by plankton blooms so toxic that they killed all life. Enough! The sound broke the spell and I was once more sat with my back against the tree. I looked up to see Milana with her head buried in the shoulder of the high wizard, sobbing uncontrollably. I was about to speak, but the look I got from those ice-blue eyes stopped me in my tracks. I turned away as I heard him comforting her. I sat once more next to the tree. In my mind, I asked how I could help to stop my new friend, the other part of myself that I had just found, from the fear and pain she felt. Aisha, listen to me. Yes, you heard me. You can stop her pain simply by touching me again and inviting them both to see the new timeline you are helping to bring into place, along with all those of the light on the planet. Thank you, Mestali. Yes, I can do that with your help. Thank you. And so I and the High Wizard coaxed Milana back and I opened my mind and my heart, and with the help of the old tree, began to open the veils of time and space, to show what could and would be on Earth in the future, once the transition had been made, and the vibrations both of Gaia and all on her were high enough to hold the new in place. Here, as we once more homed in on the planet, it was apparent to me that some of the land masses had changed. Now we came into the flashing pictures of different parts of the world. Now, instead of the devastation, there were cities with sun reaching the ground. The walkways and roads were wide and lined with avenues of trees and plants. Many buildings had green living exteriors and green roofs where food was being farmed. No one was wearing masks to be outside, and the air was visibly clean of smog and fog from chimneys, from factories. Solar and wind turbines seemed to be generating a great deal of what was required, along with what appeared to be wave technology. Animals grazed in blocks of beautiful grass, interspaced with shade trees and old-fashioned hedgerows, which seemed to also, in themselves, be food forests. Gone were the massive single-crop fields that were everywhere before. Now fields were smaller and seemed to be multi-cropped, all growing side by side. Areas before where wind-swept dirt covered the cracked barren earth and where bones of animals blanched in the sun and where previously freshwater dams used to be 
now once more there was natural biodiversity of grassland, bushes, trees, many groups of buildings with orchards and fields were dotted around where they apparently were totally self-sufficient for all their needs. Communities appeared in the countryside that were living in harmony with nature all around them, children laughing, doing lessons as they sat under the trees, men and women working together, smiling faces and laughter and song as they came in from the fields and the small local industrial buildings. Communal tables filled with food from the land where all the rural communities could eat together. The change was incredible and was worldwide. Then, as we looked towards the sky, now powder blue with puffy white clouds, it was possible to see the gentle almost translucent outline of what looked like crystal cities hovering thousands of feet off the ground. Next we saw the beaches and oceans. Here too there was no longer pollution from plastic or other toxins and now the coral reefs teemed with life. Many of the fish and other creatures I had never seen before. But then I heard the melodies of the whales and the dolphins, and knew that all was well. The song of Gaia, our earth, could be heard through the water and in the air around the planet. A song of joy and community consciousness of all that existed on and within the planet and atmosphere surrounding her. A song in total harmony. I hope you enjoyed this latest episode from Aisha, Portal to Dragondom. Join me in future episodes as Aisha first learns who she really is and learns the skills that she will need and be with her when she faces the darkling, the evil that is sent to disrupt the world in which she lives. As her adventure in Dragondom and learning from the masters of the Elvin warriors just what she really is, all unfold. Thank you for listening. And if you would like to, I would appreciate it. If you press the like button or follow. For now, I wish you... Goodbye.